0: Hi, welcome to the What Do I Do With My Life podcast. We're so excited you've joined us today. You can find out more about us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast.com and you can contact us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Welcome to episode two, setting some goals in the days of corona. We're actually coming to you from corona quarantine right now. Yes, in our own home, in our own quietness. We essentially are also on lockdown like the rest of the country. Not actual lockdown, though. No. We can leave, but there's no point in leaving because very little is open, very little is happening like everywhere else. Um, But with every crisis, there's an opportunity. What you were, you used to say, we used to talk about the crisis, the word crisis. Oh, yeah.
1: What was it? It's the word, the word crisis. Um, interestingly enough, it comes from a Chinese word, um, that I can't pronounce, but the crisis, when you break it down, it means two things. It means opportunity or it means danger. So, uh, so we look at that word and we look at our crisis time that we have right now in the world and it's, it's very, um, timely, I guess, because we can look at this, this whole Corona thing or COVID-19 as, a crisis, and we can run around and screaming the world, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, or or we can look at it as an opportunity for change or setting goals or doing something different or reflecting or growing closer to God. I mean, there's so many different things we could do when we look at this time, um, and I do encourage the audience out there to look at it more as an opportunity and not be looking at it as a crisis.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking about is back in college, you know, because I didn't meet Jesus until I was a freshman in college, and for the first couple of years when I was walking with God, my, I, I had, we had camp, campus ministries, we had university, we had Bible studies, we had this thing called Power Hour, which was an extra worship time, and so I was constantly surrounded by Christians, which was great in one respect, but I also discovered that my faith really depended on the people around me at the time. And I think that that's one of the things I've been thinking about during this coronavirus is that we're kind of having to be alone a lot more than we used to. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're alone, where's your faith at when you're alone versus where is it at when you're at church? If you're one of those people that goes to church and raises your hands and says all the things that you say at church and everything else... But is that the same spiritual walk that you have when you're completely alone? And I think that in this corona thing that we're going through, we are alone. And I think that it's a good time to figure that out. And where is my faith at if it's just me and Jesus? And what does that even look like? Um, And I think that there's some people that really struggle with that, don't you?
1: Yeah, I I think so too. I think a lot of people, um, given the opportunity to have an extra Sabbath day or two or 14 is <laughs> or that, six weeks, or, so. Yeah, is <laughs> what really you know what do happens. with that. And, and I think we're, we're here just to encourage you to, to look at that a little differently and, and not just binge watch or, you know, um, you know, do things that, that would distract you from, from God's word and what, who God is in your life and in your, in your walk with him. And so, we do want to encourage you to to really build on that and we can we can build on the time that we have when we do have more alone time like sarah was saying is to just really build on that
0: yeah we don't we don't really often have ever. I mean, I don't, I mean, nothing like this has ever happened before. Like never ever. I mean, even 9-11, which you and I were alive yes. during and, and watched happen on li- well, online, um, that live, wasn't even li- online then. Live TV.
1: <laughs> live, live TV. TV.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. The old way. Uh, yes. Yes. We watched that happen on live TV and it yeah, was...
1: TV's not even live anymore. Well, I we, mean, sort of, sort of, sort of. We can I mean, pause it.
0: Most people don't even, I mean, depend on live TV anymore. I don't think, but, <laughs> but yes, we watched 9-11 happen happen on TV 24-hour news cycle and and it was a scary time no doubt it was no doubt a scary time but even then they didn't i don't know there's just this this shutdown this complete like shutdown of the country is just kind of wild and kind of fascinating in its own way, and um, I mean, I know we have a daughter that goes to college, and her college has shut down, and um, our schools have shut down. I'm a school, I'm a public school teacher right now, and my school is shut down. Everything's just shut down, and we're having to really kind of be alone, and, and like you said, yes, you could sit around and binge Netflix all day, every day, and just let, let the time pass, but... If you kind of make the most of that time, I think it's kind of a I think it's kind of a cool opportunity, especially spiritually, because um, I mean we're not supposed to give in to fear, and I think you know we we've we stayed home from church today, and we were talking about it this morning. We watched yeah. it online, like a lot of people did. Um, our church actually did have a service, but we opted to stay home, and we mostly stayed home out of just respect for what our country is trying to do right now, which is not bring people together in in crowds or groups and stuff like that and so
1: spread anything
0: yeah so we we did that out of just respect we didn't do it out of fear though and i think that that spirit of fear is really really heightened right now people are very very scared and um we're not we're actually not supposed to live in fear if we love God. And so if you have fear, if you're struggling with fear during this time, that's definitely something to really kind of explore with God and to to bring that before him and share it with him and find scriptures about fear. There's lots of things you can do. Um, well, and fear is closely tied to anxiety, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And I was just thinking the um, the the Bible mentions fear 365 times, and so that's one scripture a day that you can look at that and build your faith faith up and, and really learn to live in faith and not fear. Um, learn to live in peace and calmness and not fear. Um, so scriptures filled with all kinds of, of passages that talk about why we should not fear. So I think that's... Pretty accurate
0: and that's one of the things I think there are a lot of people out there who they believe in God they believe in Jesus they honestly mean it but they don't necessarily know how to study the scriptures and to get get that closeness out of the scriptures mm-hmm. don't you think
1: yeah and that's that's one of the things I I, I talk I talk to my clients a lot about um, about God's love languages and And I, and I kind of like bring it down to like four. And so the four love languages of God are reading the word, prayer, worshiping, and hearing the word. So hearing the word would be like reading Christian books or listening to sermons or, um, so that kind of, of thing. But, but, but when we really look at, you know, how we connect with God and how we grow with God and how we really, um, find that, that. Uh, relationship building and that love between us and the lord is is one of the ways is the the reading the word and really getting to know scripture and and of course there's many different ways to to do this i mean you can you can start from the beginning and go to the end or you can do the chronological bible you can do um you know do it alphabetically i mean there's so many different ways that you can read the bible um and we just wanted to encourage you first of all just to get get a good Bible get something that you understand i in counseling people i I'm amazed that i I have so many people that still tell me I just can't understand it I can't I don't understand what it means or what it's saying and so so one of the things just kind of like a an observation that's just kind of common is that get a get a Bible that you do understand there's tons of tons of translations out there the message bible um, there's some people like the Passion new Eng- Translation, too. The Passion, there's this yeah. New English Translation. There's several out there. So kind of like in because of everything's online, um, with the Bible app, there's several Bible apps that you can kind of like look at different versions just with a click, and you can look at the same passage and see what it says in many different versions.
0: But I do think that there is a piece to perseverance and really like not approaching the bible and reading a chapter and walking away going oh well i didn't really understand that or that didn't really do anything for me i think you know god is looking for us to engage and and keep engaging like we we can't approach our spirituality as like you know a little snack that we have in the middle of the day and oh okay then we can move on we right. really have to kind of Um, seek. And, you know, he talks about, you know, seeking and knocking and, and all of those things, but seeking actually requires effort on our, on our behalf, on our part. Like we have to keep, keep at it. And I think that, you know, one of the big, huge problems with keeping at it nowadays is the distraction of social media. So I think, you know, it's very, very easy to pick up your phone. And, and I think in order to really kind of hear from God and really, really kind of get out of the scriptures, what God wants us to get out of the scriptures, we have to disengage from the world and completely engage with God. And so, you know, I'd really challenge you to not have your phone around, you know, to get a, get a paper Bible, you know, old fashioned paper Bible, where you're just actually reading an actual book, um, just so that you don't have that extra distraction of technology. Because I think, um, our spirit has to be fed in the same way our physical bodies have to be fed and if we are not like fully engaging then we're we're really not engaging at all to be honest
1: right and i think i think also is just you know as we are are reading is to find a place where we're not distracted no phones and just getting to a quiet place and and don't like race through the word like don't just say i want to read two chapters, and so I could check a box and say that I did that. It's not about that, because that's not really relationship building. That's just reading to check a box. So what we're saying is kind of like, I don't know, pick pick a book like Ephesians or something and just read chapter one and just stay in chapter one. Sometimes, gosh, you could stay in chapter one, chapter two for hours if you wanted to, but just kind of let it digest. So we're just talking about digesting what we read, really learning from it, digesting from it, listening as as we, the more we read mm-hmm. the Bible, the more we actually do hear things. We do mm-hmm. like, oh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've read different passages and it meant different things to me over the years. And you come back and, and you read the same thing. It's like, oh, I never really, really realized that that's what that said. I mean, so it's just amazing how the Bible is something that, our lives our whole lifetime we can always learn stuff from it so it's not just you know saying you read the book from cover to cover and now you read it and you don't need to read it again it's it's about really taking it slowly and just digesting it like a like a good piece piece of meat i guess is the best way <laughs> you know, just a good you i just like a good piece of meat <laughs> chew it chew it slowly you know and just let it let the flavor just digest in your in your mouth so so just enjoy that
0: yeah. I think we really need to kind of approach our spiritual life with more focus. And I think that that's one of the challenges facing people today is that we we just live in a fast-paced, crazy level of society. And so we're going, going, going. We're going from one thing to another. We're, we're racing. We're on social media. We just do not slow down. Like we like I think they used to. I mean, back in the olden days, which I know that you would like to live back then. You I know, would, when they, I would. They went to bed when the sun went down and got up when the sun got up because that's that was their lifestyle and stuff. And our, our frenzied lifestyle nowadays, and, and you know, you know if you're living a frenzied lifestyle, you feel like you're rushing from one thing to another. And I think if you are one of those people that struggles to slow down and really get into that still place and you know exactly who you are, right? I mean, you, you, you're, you're feeling that sense of like, I don't even know how to find stillness. Um, and I think that finding that stillness does look a little differently for everybody. I mean, I definitely find stillness in, I, I mean, because I've been practicing it for so many years, I, I can manage to find because okay, so this was a cool thing that I feel like I learned about God. You know, he's called Prince of Peace, right? We know that, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of that's so one of his names. Yes. Jesus was the Prince of Peace. So peace, that that feeling of peace and stillness is actually a person that we're engaging with. It's not a thing, it's not a separate entity. Peace is not a separate entity. It is God Himself and Jesus and that that person, that person that's there. And I think being able to find that peace, who he is, finding Jesus, at every moment of our day brings that awareness of, like, we are never separated spiritually. Like, that's why our spiritual life can't be just about church or going to Bible study Wednesday nights or doing those things. Our spirituality and our connection with Christ has to be all day, every day. Right. And I think that during this corona time, which I don't know quite how to... I keep calling it Corona time, but I guess that's a little odd, but, but during this Corona time where we really do have to kind of, kind of forcing everybody to be still, I think some of you might be in a challenging situation because of that, because that's not normal for you.
1: And that was like, you know, like he was talking about going to a a quiet, like closet time type thing and just sitting there and trying to not think about anything or just to quiet your mind for 10 minutes. And and he got a lot of feedback from that and he's and it was like people were would come back and say that was the hardest thing they ever had to do because it's so hard to really quiet yourself to sit. And 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 of course I did that myself with clients and did it with my you know I tried it myself and it is a very hard thing to do. I mean, I challenge everybody out there listening to Try to be quiet and to to calm your mind, to not think about anything. Listen to your breathing um, just for, and I'm only going to say five minutes because I think ten minutes is way too long. <laughs> but if you could do it for five minutes, and, it, and it's a practice thing. So if you can kind of master just being quiet, then if you can do that, then that's when you can almost like re, you can... Put in a, a, a Bible verse or a, a Psalm or something that you can kind of just think about. So so in other words, think about nothing for five minutes and then put in a a, a scripture verse. And it's it's amazing. It's it's a little exercise, but it's it's something that will really help you. Is help you to grow as you understand the word, and and eventually you can actually get into more um, biblical meditation about about really thinking clearly about a, a scripture or a verse or or just in your prayer life and what you're talking to God about. Um, but you got to start somewhere. So we're just saying just start small by just clearing your mind and finding peace, finding that calmness, and just um, trying to practice that um, in a still, small way so that we can hear the still, small voice.
0: Well, and also, I think, too, during that time, you could. I mean, could you, like, think about how... just the fact that jesus is with us you know if we if we've if we've become christians and laid you know we've made that exchange at the cross and we have we have chosen to follow him then in that quietness of trying not to think of other things i focus only on the fact that he's with me yeah and
1: yeah in fact i it reminds me i um read a book recently by larry Crabb about um the papa prayer And he gave a really good visual that really sticks with me. So I know you read books and things that really stick with you. But um, he said to imagine that you're sitting in front of a fireplace, a big warm fire, and you're in a a nice big wingback chair and sitting right next to you is Jesus in another wingback chair. And just sit there in the presence of Jesus with the fire and the warmth. And maybe you're even you know, holding hands or maybe elbow to elbow or something, Um, nothing weird, but just (laughs) think about sitting there and just being in the presence of Jesus, watching the fire together. And then he went on to, to even say, you know, if, if you could imagine yourself there, what would you, what would you say to him? What would you talk to him about? What would you ask him? What would you want to know from him? Right. And and what would he want to know from you? What questions do you think he would ask you?
0: Well, exactly, because that's it, what relationships all about. It's relation. It's relational
1: yeah. prayer, and that's yeah. what it was getting at. Is like when I just I don't know. I guess I think a lot in images, and so that was just a great visual for me to kind of think about. You know, I, I just you know cuz i love fires i love you know i love being comfortable it could be on a beach it's, though uh, too right you could be or, watching yeah, the ocean well yeah. that too you can be sitting in hammocks and or recliners i mean not recliners I mean, uh, lawn chairs yeah. yes
0: yeah well and and that is what we're talking about is that relational thing i remember back in the day and we've talked we talked a little bit on the first episode about kind of what what our heart is for this podcast and that's kind of like this home church kind of like you know, just really kind of really talk about how do I walk this out with Christ? Right. How do I really, what does that look like? How do I figure out my my purpose in this whole life with right. God? And how do I figure that out? And I really do feel like we often figure it out as we talk about talk about it with other believers. And I think that because we live in this fractured society, we don't really get the chance to hear from people that are in a generation beyond us. We often... I think the natural inclination is you hang out with people who are like you and in the same phase of life. And and while that's good, and that's not a necessarily bad thing, but there are things that we can receive from an older generation to give you encouragement and hope. And Jeff and I had somebody who did that in our lives when yep. we were young Christians, and we just kind of want to be that to you. And so... As we've kind of explored this you know relational idea back back in the day, our spiritual mom, one of the things that she said to me very, very early on when i first um <laughs> first first got saved, we were talking about prayer, I think, and um prayer for a lot of people is talking to God about what's on your mind, right, and that's normal right yep, we we right. have needs, we have wants he he knows that he's right. good with hearing it, but she said maybe you should spend more time listening than you do talking. Yes. I like to talk a lot. So that impacted me a lot. I think I might've even been like hurt by it at first, but it's true. Like I, I did a lot of talking um, during my prayer time, told, told God everything that was on my mind, but it took me, you know, that kind of like, well, wait, are you doing more talking? Are you doing more asking and, or asking to hear what's on his heart? And that did kind of start to change my prayer life I think back then yeah. um was to really you know what's on God's heart and I think I've definitely been very aware of it this week of God's heart for our nation. I think our our nation has really been on my mind as as uh, we look at yes, we all have individual needs. We've all we're all cha- facing individual challenges during this very weird time, but there's a bigger thing at play too and I find my my when I engage in really you know what is what is God saying right now? I often get this burden for our nation, and and that that's what I find myself praying for. So I just encourage you too, if you if you're one of those talkers, you know you're 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 good about praying about the things that are on your mind and your heart. That's great, but make sure you stop and listen. You know, what does God have to say about those things? Um, what What is he encouraging you to do or to not do? Or what is on his heart at, the, at that moment? And I think that that relational prayer, that sitting in front of the fireplace, you know, that, that engaging with who he is as a person. Because we, I mean, he's a person. And I yeah. think, it, you know, he, yes, he's invisible, but like he's an actual person that has you know, he wants us to live in this relational place, you know, it's not just a Bible, it's not just a religion, it's not any of those things, it's a true relationship, and it's a a back and forth relationship, and I think as you grow, it becomes even more back and forth, I I think.
1: Yeah, can I talk now, because I've been been listening.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um,
1: So, just to follow up on that too, it's, and it's, when you're in relationship. And you are, you know, talking with the Lord and listening. Because um, I do, obviously, I listen more than I talk. Um,
0: but why <laughs> um, we make a good pair. <laughs> yes, that's
1: why we are still together. Um, so, but, but in that, it's, it's kind of like, you know, so many, I don't know. I don't know if it should be just young believers or just people that um, don't have that relationship Um, because I, I grew up in a Catholic environment and so I didn't really know much about relationship. I knew a lot about religion and about, um, you know, following traditions and following procedures, but I never really learned a lot about relational, um, and what relationship with the Lord really was like until after I got saved. And, um, and not to say that there's not some, there's many Catholics out there that love the Lord, And have good relationships with them, but it was just for me. I didn't have that, and so I I just found that I had to learn how to communicate, and it was about communication with the Lord. And that's why you know, with the love language, like I talked about, you know, I had to learn how to worship. I had to learn how to, you know, hear the word from other people, from books, from sermons. Um, I had to learn how to pray uh, because I really didn't know how to pray. I had to learn how to read the read the Bible. I started the Bible on page one and read it through and i was amazed at what was in there because i had never read it all the way through and and i know a lot of believers even today that don't have said no i've never read the bible all the way through but uh, you know i know a lot about it but (laughs) it's just it's just one of those things it's 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 a cool book it's got a lot of great stories in it it's got a lot of great characters a lot of
0: stories in it too
1: a lot of life things in there i mean there's just so much that's in there
0: and you were talking too about about the scriptures and how you know what i've I don't even know how many years I've been saved at this point, but I continually find like, because I've, I've read the word for, for so, so long. I, you know, in my daily life, if there's something going on in my life, I constantly, you know, the Holy spirit will bring a scripture and, and, or a a scripture or a song or something Mm -hmm. that like is, uh, applies to my situation regularly. But, um, they, the holy spirit can't do that if you don't put it in you to begin with and so you have to be right. putting that in there so that you can so that That's so that it point. can bring life when you need it right. you know it is it is something that you know you have to keep at even You know, and there's, I mean, there are books in the Bible that are drier than others. I mean, there's definitely some of those, you know, begats and begats, but... Numbers and... There's a a few, but ultimately there's all through there is God's heart towards us. And we discover that heart towards us as we engage in the scriptures and with his heart. So we kind of need all of that. We can't, we can't separate it all out. Like it can't just be one thing. It has to be all of those things to kind of create this, this spiritual fullness that allows you to walk this crazy life out. Because let me tell you, it never stops. Like (laughs) it never stops. Like I think the things that I thought were these huge challenges back when I was, you know, 22 years old, you know, Uh, you know we're still facing challenges they're just different and I think there's never a time when our spiritual life isn't being grown and we're we're not growing and changing and being changed by by God I actually feel like this some of my later years has been more challenging as I mean okay here's here's the big here's the analogy that kind of really hit me you know you're talking uh-huh. about pictures and stuff like that um, so when we when we agree to follow Jesus when we make that exchange at the cross and say yes I believe you died for me and and I'm going to follow you then what that means, and I think a lot of people think that that means that God's going to come in and kind of redecorate your house. You know, make it look prettier, you Mm. know, oh, you know, clean this up, you know, oh, you've got a mess over here, let's clean this up and everything else. Well, that's not really what he wants to do. He's not just interested in decorating our lives with, you know, some prettier things. You know, maybe we, you know, go to church and we go to Bible study or that we, you know, try to do things. Those things are great, but the redecoration of our lives is not really what he's after. He's after a complete remodel. And if anybody's been through a remodel or watched them, I mean, they're all over HGTV right now, right? Right, so, right. So we watch, you know, fix, pretty her, cool. fix her up or, you know, where, where they come in and what they had that shack that time, right? There's a little shack and oh, here's <laughs> really? that's what they're this gonna... falling down shack. Real. That's kind of us. We kind of are falling down shacks that's whether a, we realize good, it or not. Yeah, I like that. And so Jesus comes in and he says, okay, I'm going to come in. But he wants to remodel the whole thing. He wants to gut it. He wants to gut what's there and rebuild it because we are meant to not look like just a a prettier version of what we were, but we're actually meant to reflect him and look like Jesus. And none of us can look like Jesus without an overhaul of our old self because, you know, we all, you know, we all come with different baggage and stuff that has to be dealt with. And I feel like, you know, Jesus is such a such a gentle remodeler though. Like he does it as we're ready and he does it as we're able to focus and tackle different things. And so yeah,
1: doesn't just demolish us. No, and
0: rebuild, <laughs> thank goodness. Um, because we would never survive it. And so he knows exactly what to start putting his finger on. So I think that's a good way to know, am I engaged in my relationship with Christ to the extent that I'm growing is that you will know it. If you sense God's finger, On something in your life that he's either wooing you to do or wooing you to change or wooing you to just look at and take stock of because he's constantly trying to move us towards looking more and more like him.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those, it's the passage that talks about like, you know, you you never want to, one of the passages we don't ask God, we don't say, God, show me all my sin. Show me all the things you want me to change because it, it can overwhelm us. But but we learned early on. We mentioned our spiritual mom last time. But you know we learned early on that this is an overcomer's walk, which means that we are we are consistently overcoming something. And like like Sarah was saying, is that we 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 find something that we want to overcome. Say God wooed us to to change something about ourselves or about our circumstances or about our relationships or or anything, and we feel kind of like the the conviction of our spirit to change that and so god will help us to overcome that but we have to be obedient Mm -hmm. to lay down our lives our old lives and lay down whatever it is that god is is wanting us to change and be obedient in that and then that's that overcomer and that's where we we become we start to walk that overcoming walk now it doesn't mean that that our whole lives are of i mean suffering i know (laughs) that's a whole nother talk about suffering but but um but I I do believe God once we once we are overcoming one thing or two things or I believe it becomes easier. I mean that's just mm-hmm. me. I believe that that as I have overcome things over the years, that when I'm faced with a new challenge in my life, that it's it's like I have a a better sense of um, clarity to say, okay, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do here. I know I need to be obedient, or I need to change this, change that, or do whatever. It's just. So as we are overcoming our, our issues of our lives, um, I think it gets a little easier.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. Because we have, if God's pointing something out on us, then we also have the grace to do it. That's, that's the yes. thing. That's how spiritual life works. If, he's, if you're being kind of convicted because you're going into work and you're complaining all the time, you know, you're just complaining and grumbling and grumbling and complaining. And you you feel that little nagging, like, I'm kind of not, don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. That's God's heart. And he's saying, hey, I want you to kind of step away from that because grumbling and complaining, you know, does hurt us spiritually. It hurts our attitudes. It hurts our ability to kind of engage with what he has for us and lots of things. And so we can, we can really, we have the grace then to repent. And, you know, repentance is not, it's something that we as christians need to just embrace and it's a beautiful thing because repent literally means to turn away to say okay right. i see that that is harming me and that that is a sin and i'm going to turn away from it and so turning away from sin is our work as christians that is our work that we're doing on a on a regular basis and i think you know we can kind of fall into those you know, societal traps that, you know, yes, everybody else in society is doing, but Jesus doesn't want us doing. And I think complaining and grumbling is an easy one because I think most of us can yeah. understand and, and, um, and, you know, remember a time, I mean, I definitely, you know, that's an area that I, I'm, I definitely feel, conviction from the Holy Spirit when I, when I start to do that. And, and so I pull back and I work in a school system. So, so there's, there's always things to like, oh you know, gosh, the education yeah. system. Um, yeah. So I end up having to like, oh no, you know, I can't, there's no point in grumbling and complaining. I have to, I have to just focus on what God has given me to do today and pull back and really focus on that. And so, so there's things that, when God points them out, when the Holy Spirit says, you know, starts, you know, kind of nudging at something, then we have the grace to fix it. We have the grace to, to turn away from it and to, and to grow.
1: And I think though, too, I think, you know, to kind of like bring that full circle is that when we have a, when we are growing in a relationship with the Lord, um, we, we, it's, it's it's like what's the the age-old battle is the flesh versus the spirit that's what every believer we have that that battle that goes on inside of us between the flesh and the spirit and so with a relationship with God and that's growing and that's that's you know becoming more productive enlightened and just just um, growth centered then the flesh when we when we are confronted with the flesh versus the spirit and fleshly things like the things that are that we find that are that we complain about or that we are um, upset about or angry or even things that cause us anxiety is that we look at it more in a spiritual sense instead of just the flesh and so you know when we look at it spiritually, then we go back to that relationship with Christ, and that is what helps us to do that over to becoming more and more overcomers,
0: yeah yeah all right so wow we kind of i I have a feeling this is going to happen every time we might get a little off track and we just keep talking yeah we got a little off track but but we we are talking about like encouraging you to go deeper with christ during this time of self-isolation which is awesome but during that or or along with that we want to talk about okay, what are some of your goals and actually set some goals for this time because goal setting can be awesome. You don't want to, and I'm not a fan of like, I'm not talking about like five year goals. I'm just talking about daily goals, you know, things, what do you want to accomplish during this time? Okay. So I'm a, personally, I'm a fan of John Acuff. He wrote this book called Finish and I read it probably, it's probably been a couple of years since I bought it. It's been out for a long time. Um, If you follow him on Instagram or Twitter, he's awesome. Um, And he always gives lots of good encouragement. He's got good emails too. So if you want to sign up for his email marketing, you can go ahead and do that. But He's, he's great. He wrote this book called Finish. It's a very easy read. I would highly recommend it. But he talks about some of our, our kind of our personal, like, why we have such a hard time with goal setting and why we fail at goals so often. He talks about, you know, those new year's resolutions where people will make new year's resolutions to lose 50 pounds or to do this or to do that. And then by January 15th, all of us have failed and we've moved on and all of that. So yeah. he talks about why, what, what the obstacles are to, to reaching our goals. And I think he has some great tips in there. So definitely that would be a, a, a resource recommendation for you to go read. Uh, as I said, it's a, it's an easy, quick read. Like he, it's funny, it's fun, but it's also really challenging. And I really, really love it. Um, so but, that's a goal
1: I'm going to have. Um, my goal is to, you're going to read that, read that book. Yeah, he hasn't read you've it. Told it yet. Me about I actually it told for, him about it a thousand times. It. I know.
0: I yeah, know. and it's been on our shelf for years. Oh, we actually knows. have an obscene amount of books in our house, though. Yes. So, no. to be honest, we—I mean, we could open a library. <laughs> we probably should. But yes, finish is a great one. Um, but you said that you had some tips and stuff for setting goals and what what that might look like for 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 this time.
1: So, so one of the things, first off the bat, if we're going to just look at like what we've been talking about here is to really set a goal just to spend time with God. I mean, that's kind of like the obvious one. <laughs> but just to yeah. carve out, like, and it doesn't have to be, like, you know, 12 hours here, though we have that time apparently now. <laughs> <laughs> you could do 12 hours,
0: but let's not start there. So, <laughs> so, so be, be reasonable in your goals. <laughs> yeah, so
1: there there are so many. We, we talked a little bit about the um, passions and purposes last time. We, we touched on some of the personality, um, you know, types and stuff like that um so but is when you're talking about goals and you're talking about like which which love language that you wanted to do um there are lots of people out there that are more like right brain thinking they're more artistic they really really connect with worship music and i have lots of clients that will sit for oh gosh hours sometimes but um i'm just i'm saying Pick a love language that really connects with you. So, if you're musically inclined, or you just really love listening to music, or worship music, or you like like playing music, um, it's to find a quiet place, somewhere off where nobody can hear or see you, and sing and listen and just be in the Lord and be with the Lord um, in that in that time. So that's and, and if it's not that, then definitely sit and read the read the word, digest it like we've said, or or pray. Think about being there, sitting there with the Lord, you know, side by side, and, and just what would you say to Him? What would you want to talk about? What would you want to listen to Him about? Um, and just, or do you really want to uh, really pull out a really good Christian book or listen to some sermons or, or podcasts? So, well, of course, you're listening to this one, so that's the only one you need to listen to at this point, but um, <laughs> but definitely, you know, nice. that's a goal, is find, carve out some time to spend with the Lord, Okay. Um, the other thing though too, is to um, when you set goals the f- the very first thing that you you probably hear, and it might even be in John's book, but um is that you make make the goal attainable, like yes, like that make is in his it book. so that it's something that you can do. so don't say, you know, I'm going to you know, build a whole new edition on my house today. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to yeah. to do something small, like just I'm going to do this for thirty minutes. I'm going to do that for
0: yes. Time limits help, yes. Like to say just, for a certain yeah. amount of time.
1: Right. Really I know, you good. know, you're a writer, and and I am. And you will often say, "I've got to do my my fifteen hundred words today." You know, I've mm-hmm. got to write my words. I got to do this. I got to do that. So, so and and th- that's attainable, right? right? I mean, for the yeah. most part, that is a, an attainable goal. Yeah.
0: I don't try to write a whole book in a day. No. No. So I I chunk it out and say, okay, I, I can do this much per day. And then I say, I'm going to do this much per day and push through it.
1: And then some of the other just, you know, issue, uh, some of the other just tidbits on goal setting is um, you have to genuinely believe that you can achieve the goal. So that's attainable. Um, does the goal support my current lifestyle? So. Whatever that goal is, does it support what you are doing? Does it is there a way that that you will be successful in that goal? That that it will encourage you, it will build you up, it will edify you. Um, do you need to adjust your priorities to make room for the goal? And that just means, what do you need to look at that? Um, and that's a lot of things too. A goal setting is, is about mm. priorities. It's like, I do it a lot with my, my weekend chores is all <laughs> at my priorities. Like he always has
0: a list. If my,
1: <laughs> I love lists. If he does, if I, if I know that the grass needs to be mowed, that is the number one priority. Cause it's, it's long, it's thick, it's gotta be mowed. Then I will do that first and foremost. And I usually do. That's like usually the first thing I do on the weekends when it's warm
0: yeah. is
1: mow the grass and then I'll have priority number two. But Sarah always tells me, you know, make sure I'm your priority. Make sure I'm on that list.
0: <laughs> I do. I insist on being on his list. <laughs> Which I love So because I, I would
1: much rather just spend time with with her and the kids than anything else. But,
0: yeah. you know. But things do need to get done, and that's part of life is managing those, you know, what's most important, what what has to happen.
1: Yeah. and And goals, another thing about goals is you have to be flexible. And I had to learn this with marriage and kids is that you have to know that that you, you might be driven to mow the grass. I don't know why I'm bringing up that.
0: Yeah, you're talking about the grass. Why no is it on your mind? I have no idea.
1: Because <laughs>
0: did you you didn't mow the grass this weekend? Right? I wanted to. You did. I did. so but it is on your mind. I did. Yeah. There's okay.
1: there's just the backyard, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I it just didn't happen. Okay. Um, we'll talk about laziness another day, um, or we'll lack of, lack of motivation because that is with goals you have to be somewhat yeah. motivated. You gotta want to do to it. really yeah and and so just with the flexibility part that I was talking about is that you have to learn that even though I might be out there doing something in the yard is that if a kid needs me or if I need to run to the store or if I need to make you know grill something or if I you know there's you have to be flexible with goals
0: yeah we had a couple a few weekends ago we had a weekend that was supposed to be at home and everything else. And our college age daughter, um, needed Mm. something. And we ended up kind of dropping everything and go ahead and going down and, and helping her. And, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens sometimes. And we do need to kind of be able to, you know, help, help one another. And sometimes our goals and stuff do get interrupted. And so we have to realize that. But I also think that there's a huge danger. If you don't make some goals, then you can miss out, on your time. And then you end up at the end of some time thinking, I didn't get anything accomplished. And you don't want that to happen either. So there, there has to be a balance between being flexible and, 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 and doing what needs to be done, but then also making the most of this time. And I think that that's really what, I mean, I, I think that, I think that's been on my heart from the moment this happened last week, which was, I guess, what was it, like Thursday night when we found out that schools were going to be canceled and everything was starting yeah. to cancel. And actually, we're supposed to be at Disney World right now. I know. At this moment. I know. Like, we're supposed to be in lines at Disney World. Now, Disney World is open today, but they're closing today, too. So we it's did not make day. our trip down there. So we lost our Disney World trip, which we, we are bummed about. We um, really are. We are. And, and tons, of, but we know tons and tons of people are right in the same position we are, that they had to cancel. I mean, I've read people, like, they can so they had to cancel you know Trips and cruises and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, like it's, flying here, it's there, insane. everywhere. It's, so yeah. I think, I think, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat right now. And so, um, so we are definitely not at Disney. And so, one of the things that I think when this happened and everything started going haywire, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be home, I want to make the most of it. Yeah. And since and I am a writer, one of the things, one of my goals is to finish a book project that I'm working on and actually finish another project that I started and didn't finish. So for me, I'm actually kind of. Excited about being yeah. kept at home a little bit. <laughs> I want to make lists. You're gonna make lists. No,
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna make lots of lists and not do anything. No, I'm gonna. I, I do. Yeah, I agree. I've, you have to look at this time and say, what can I do? What can I do the most? How can I make the most of it?
0: Make the most of it. How I can know. I make the make most, the most of, it. of it. Make it work. You know. Make it. Make things happen and and come out the other side of this not just with like a renewed, you know, deeper spiritual walk, which I think is. Right. I really needs to be something um to pursue, but also, you know, maybe you come out the other side of it with something that, you know, a newfound passion or something that God's been asking you to do yes, that you've been putting great, off. Great um, idea. But I think um I think if we're really kind of listening and seeking God, then I think all of us have an amazing opportunity in front of us. It's opportunity. Kind of
1: cool. Goes back to that opportunity. Yeah. Don't take it as a, you know, I have to stay inside and with my head under the covers. I've got to this is an opportunity. Yeah to really do some of those things that we've been talking about.
0: Yeah. So I think, I, I think, you know, we would love to hear from you if you have, um, if you decide to set some goals and everything, you can find um, us at what do I do with my life podcast.com. That's the website and our email address is what do I do with my life podcast at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you and also hear, you know, if there are other topics or questions, questions or things yeah. that you want to like, you know, things that you want us to specifically talk about. We are game and open. We'd um, love to hear from yeah. yeah. So, so I hope that this has been, you've gotten some sort of nugget out of this, uh, yes. <laughs> a little rambling. I think that's kind of what's going to happen though. Like it's just, I'm well, not sure, you know, we can, we go into things with a plan and then we start talking and here we are, so yep. it's okay, though. Um, it's okay. But as I said, we, we, would, we would love to have this be an in interaction, so we welcome your yes. input, and we welcome your thoughts, and, um, and we definitely want to hear from you. So anyway, take care, make the most of the opportunity, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye.